0: Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Oh, Jesus, your Hello and welcome to church at home. I know, I I trust, I believe that today, as always, the Word of God will encourage you, will strengthen you, will build your faith, will draw you ever closer to Jesus. Thank you so much for taking the time out today to listen to this message, to allow the Word to shape and to form you. Every time as I sit down in front of a camera like this over these last few months, my heart so longs for us to be together in person, to be able to speak face to face, to be able to hug one another, to pray together, to share together. I really do long for the time when we are able to gather together as a church unhindered. Our evenings, as Rico shared in the announcement, we are able to meet. We would love to have you there if at all possible for you to join us. For the families, with children, with the morning service, we're working on that. I know Yaku has been speaking to many of you about possibly an afternoon service while we're still wrestling with the venue dynamics and the challenges we have for a morning service. We would love to be able to host a morning service. Unfortunately, at present, that is not quite possible. I'd like for us today to continue with John chapter 15. A passage over the last few weeks, we've been spending some time in a passage with God, divine dresser, Jesus, divine, you and me, the branches, who must remain abiding in Christ. The first week, Yaku shared with us about the abiding, about spending time with God, remaining with God, being with God. He spoke to us about the reality of pruning, which isn't always comfortable and pleasant, but is so necessary for our growth. Last week, I continued a little bit around that same theme, around God's purpose for the pruning, that he wants you and me to be fruitful in our lives, that our fruitfulness brings him glory. Before we continue with this passage, may I ask that we bow our heads together as we commit this time to Jesus. Jesus, we thank you today for your goodness. Thank you that your presence is right here with us today, Lord. That as we listen to this message, as we gather two or three, wherever we may be, that we know that you are there in our midst, Lord God. Holy Spirit, would you come and breathe over your word? Would you cause it to change us, to transform us, to invigorate us, to strengthen us, Lord? Would you make your word living to us today, Lord, not just empty words written on a page, but your words, the word of life that you have spoken to us. And so we choose to listen to your word. We choose to open our spirit. We choose to kneel before your word and to allow your word to shape us. Come and speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. In John chapter 15, as I was saying, we've been reading and verse seven and eight, I want to read for us again today. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. And last week we spent a bit of time on verse 8 and 16 we'll look at now, but there is this beautiful promise that's almost hidden here in verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. This thought is echoed in verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. That's what we spoke about last week, that you and I, we are chosen. We have been appointed by the living God to fruitfulness, that your fruit should remain. And here we see that again, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you today my word is simply a word of encouragement a word of us holding on to a promise a word of reminder that god wants to answer your prayers and my prayers that god wants us to bring our prayers to him and he's longing to answer them that, that he says if we abide in him he will answer our prayer in first peter chapter 5 Verse 7 from the New Living Translation, Peter says to us, Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares about you. There is much that we should be praying about, that we hopefully are praying about. And because we're in this world, in this life, there are many cares. There are troubles of this world. There are cares of this world. For those of us who are parents, there are cares around our children around their education, around their health. There are cares about our careers. There are cares about our relationships. There are cares about our budget. There are cares about the food we eat. There are cares about the desires and the dreams that God has put in our hearts. And I trust that you have many dreams in your heart. Jesus says that if we delight ourselves in him, he will give us the desires of our hearts. Hold on to the godly desires. Sure, there are desires in our heart that need to be pruned. There are desires that need to be pulled out. There are carnal desires. All of us have them that God would remove. But there are godly desires that he instills, that he places within us and that he would cause to bring to pass. Peter, encourages us in the same way that I want to encourage you today. Cast all your cares upon Jesus. I'm not sure exactly what it is that you are caring about right now. I'm not sure what the primary worry in your life is, the primary concern, the primary focus. I'm not sure. I wish we did. I wish we were able to sit together over a meal and discuss and share and talk together. Whatever that care may be, bring it to Jesus. Cast your cares upon Him because He cares for you. In this translation, give all your worries and cares to God. You don't have to hold back about your worries and your cares. You don't have to be ashamed of them. You don't have to be afraid of them. We will see this in a beautiful example in in just a moment. As I said, my word today is simply an encouragement, an encouragement to bring our cares to Jesus. Rico mentioned as well in our announcements that as a church, we want to pray, pray a lot more, pray more regularly, bring our cares as a church. Before Jesus, our cares, our desires to make disciples of the nations, to make disciples of our neighbors, to influence our communities, to lead people to Jesus, to reflect Christ well, to be fruitful in the way that he would have us be fruitful. And to that end, we want to be praying and we see something so beautiful here because one of the ways in which we bring our cares before God, I believe the primary way in which we bring our care before God, is through prayer and we read in the book of Samuel of a lady her name was Hannah she had many cares and one of her cares is that she was barren she was frowned upon she was looked down upon by her rivals the other people in her community she was one of two wives polygamy was in a a sense a norm at the time her husband dearly loved her but she was unable to bring, bring forth children and so she felt ashamed. She felt that her, her purpose, her very reason for being in this earth wasn't able to come to pass. She had many cares flowing out of this primary care. And so we pick up the story in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 9, where she has gone to the temple. And once, after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh, reading from the New Living Translation again, Hannah got up and went to pray. Hannah got up and went to pray. Step one in this whole process that I want to encourage us with today is let us get up and go to pray. When there is a care in your life, when there is a worry in your life, when there is a desire in your life, let us not be static about it. Let us not just remain where we were and passive. Get up and go to pray. As she was praying to the Lord, Eli watched her. Seeing her lips moving, but hearing no sound, he thought she had been drinking. He thought she was drunk. Must you come here drunk, he demanded. Throw away your wine. Oh no, sir, she replied. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger. I am very discouraged, and I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. What a beautiful phrase. I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. I was bringing my cares. I was bringing my worries to the Lord. There where you are in your life right now, why don't you make a habit, begin to make a habit of regularly pouring out your heart to the Lord. Don't think I am a wicked woman, for I've been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. Sometimes great anguish and sorrow drives us to prayer, but that it should not be all that drives us to prayer. Our faith should drive us to prayer. Our desire to see God should drive us to prayer. Our desire to see God move should drive us to prayer. Our desire to see disciples being made and lives transformed should drive us to prayer. Our desire for God's blessing and His favor should drive us to prayer. Our desire to know him should drive us to prayer. She was praying from a place of deep sorrow and anguish. And in that case, Eli said, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant you the request you have asked of him. I thank you, sir, she exclaimed. Then she went back and began to eat again. And she was no longer sad. Oh, what a powerful word of faith. What a moment of faith that when the prophet had spoken, she chose to believe. She chose to believe that God had heard her prayer, that she was no longer going to remain in deep sorrow and anguish because she had brought her desires, her anguish, her worries, her cares before God. Let us do that. Let us do that regularly individually. Let us do that regularly corporately. We see this here about Hannah. She gets up to go and pray, but it's interesting she goes to the temple to pray. She understands there's something about going to the place that God has chosen to reside. We know in the modern church that place is where two or three gather. There is something about coming together to pray. It's not the temple as a geographical place, but it's you and me as temples of the Holy Spirit. When we come together to pray, something beautiful happens there It's part of our abiding in the vine, as Yaku shared with us in the first week of this message. Carrying on in that text, the entire family got up early the next morning and went to worship the Lord. Once more, this was a believing family. It's not that they had anguish and care and worry because up to here they had been unbelieving. They had been believing, they had been praying, they had been faithful in their service, in their sacrifice and in their giving. And yet something so powerful happened when Hannah poured her heart out before the Lord. Then they returned home to Ramah. So they traveled from Ramah to Shiloh where the temple was, where they'd had been, where they come to worship. But they went back home. And when Elkanah slept with that was the husband, slept with Hannah, the Lord remembered her plea. And in due time, she gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel. Because she said, I asked the Lord for him. And that name Samuel refers to God hearing, God hearing our voice. And I want to encourage you today, God wants to hear your voice. God wants to answer your prayer. God wants to give you your Samuels, your Samuels where he hears, where he responds, where you and I can step out and step into life knowing that God has heard our prayers and we have seen him answer. I believe God wants you to pour your heart out before him, to bring your cares to God because he cares for you. And as you do that, he wants to answer. He wants to show himself strong, perhaps not answer in the way that you expect him to answer. His way is higher than your way and my way. It may not look the outcome in the way that you and I planned it. It might feel like a pruning at first. It might even feel like a denial. But I know at the appropriate time, just as with Hannah, in the due season, at the appropriate time, she brought forth a child. The text here doesn't just speak about the nine months. There was a a time unto conception, plus the nine months until the baby was born after the prayer. And there are times when we need to trust God. We need to continually, perhaps even, bring our cares before Him, pour our hearts out to Him. And as we pour our hearts out to Jesus, As you pour your heart out to Jesus, I know that he will care for you because he does care. And so as we close today, can I pray for you? Perhaps you're here and you say, Philip, I don't know how to pour my care out to Jesus. I've I've never really prayed. I don't know that I know Jesus. Perhaps if that's you today, I would love to pray with you. More than that, I would love to speak with you. I would love to give you a phone call to contact you in the description of this YouTube video at the bottom, there is a little link you can click on where it'll take you to a prayer request. And if you submit that, we'll have your details. We can contact you. I'd love to contact you and pray with you and help you to draw closer to Jesus. Let us pray together as we begin to pour our heart out to him. Lord Jesus, we thank you today just for the incredible privilege that we can come to you, that we can bear our hearts before you that we can begin just to open the door, to speak. God, I just sense there are so many of us right now praying who haven't prayed in a long time, who haven't poured our hearts out to you in a long time. And we just commit to doing that again. We know that you care for us. Holy Spirit, thank you that you remind us. Thank you that you write it upon our spirits that our Father cares for us. That just as Hannah, we can come and we can seem drunk, we can seem silly, we can seem so foolish in our prayer, but yet, Holy Spirit, you hear our hearts' cries. And so we bring our hearts' cry before you. I want to give you a moment, just even over the video. Don't you just there, where you are right now. Take a moment and begin to bring your cares before Jesus. And so, Lord, as we bring our cares before you, God, thank you just for this moment of beginning to bring these prayers. Even as I say amen now, Jesus, we will continue to bring our prayer before you. And, Father, anybody who's drawing this, praying a prayer like this, drawing near to you for the first time, Holy Spirit, I thank you that right now you draw them near to you, that Holy Spirit, you draw near to them and you reveal yourself to them. You open the eyes of their spirit, that they may know Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing in this word together with me. I want to encourage you, continue to pour your heart out to Jesus. If need be, as you are sitting as a group, turn the video off right now and look at one another and say, can we pray together? Can we pour our hearts out to Jesus? Perhaps you need to go for a walk or go and pray, just like Hannah went to pray. Perhaps you need to go somewhere deliberately to pray, to leave the cell phone behind, to turn the TV off, to go and to take a moment today and pour your heart out to Jesus because he cares for you. God bless you.